Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Hi, everybody. Daniel here. Before we get to today's episode, here's some library news for you. If you've ever wanted to learn Adobe Creative Cloud applications, now is your chance. Adobe applications are the industry standard for graphic design, image editing, and videography. Library staff will begin teaching Photoshop, Illustrator, and Premiere Pro in November. Each topic is a two-part series taught Tuesdays and Fridays in the afternoon. If you can't come in person, you're in luck. We're offering the class in a hybrid style so that online learners can participate via Zoom, and in-person learners can come into the library computer classroom. Photoshop will be held Tuesday, November 2nd, and Friday, November 5th, from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Illustrator will be held Tuesday, November 9th, and Friday, November 12th, from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Premiere Pro will be held Tuesday, November 16th, and Friday, November 19th, from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Registration is required, and you can sign up on the library's website under the events calendar, or by calling 970-962-2599. And now for my conversation with Laura LaBelle and members of the Loveland High School Luck Club, which is part of a continuing series celebrating Latino Heritage Month and Day of the Dead in partnership with Heart and Soul. I'd also like to give a special thanks to the Loveland High School Peak Recording Studio and Grace for mixing and producing this episode. I hope you enjoy. My name is Laura LaBelle, and I'm a teacher at Loveland High School. I teach English language development, and I work with newcomer students who are recently arrived to the U.S. I'm also the advisor for LUC Club, which stands for Latinos Unified in Community. And our mission with this club is to create respectful, affirming, and supportive environments within schools to empower students to advocate for themselves and support each other in the positive growth of their cultural awareness and self-identity. Hello, my name is Scott. I'm from Peru. I'm part of the Latino community. My name is Zita, and I am a student at Loveland High School. Wonderful. And Scott is the president of Luck Club, so we are happy to have him today. So, um, Scott, can you tell us a little bit about your involvement with Luck Club? Oh, of course. Well, this club is about of the many cultures we know that are in this school. So, this club is about for you, um, you guys, because this is... <laughs> it's a club celebrating all of our cultures united. Uh, so... He was telling me a little bit about it earlier, and it's about um, Latinos and about um, Asians and just like uh, different cultures and celebrating us as a community. So why do you think celebrating our heritage is important? Do you want to answer? Or? Oh, you prefer to yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I think that celebrating the Latino heritage is important, like personally to me, because growing up as a Mexican-American, you know, it's hard to be a part of your roots and to celebrate the culture of which your parents or maybe your grandparents came from. And I believe it's a very beautiful thing to know where or what you came from and like where you are now. And it's like a beautiful growth and just so different. 
Zita, I really appreciate how you said it's all about like growth and knowing who you are. And Scott, I know you have not lived in the U.S. for quite so long. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? Well, for for me, it's kind of literally weird because when I go to to this country, I don't know. Oh well, I didn't know many things that are from my country, so it was so confused for me. Like, well, in my country, in Peru. I was um, a normal kid with goes to school walking. Um, I can walk whenever I want. So here it's so different because if I go, if I want to go uh, at the store, I need to go the car. There are no buses or some some vehicles. Like, yeah, I, I think it's a very diff, very experiences. I don't know. Weird. So every culture has some really wonderful things about it. What are some favorite things about your culture that you like to celebrate? Well, in my country, Peru, we usually celebrate the uh, Dia Criollo. That means a day when Peru, it's like, well, they celebrate a festival um, that then si makes food. Si no sabes las palabras en inglés. Yeah, por okay. favor. Es como que en plan, es un día en el cual nosotros, todos los peruanos, o la mayoría del tiempo, sale una canción, cantamos, bailamos, comemos comida típica del Perú, y más que todo es como un día de celebración, donde si bien puedes trabajar, pero no es tanto como tienes que hacerlo. Es más relaja, relajación para todos. Sí, ¿y por qué? Para como que, es, que se celebra. Hace mucho tiempo ya es una traición. La verdad es que tiempo, no lo sé, pero <laughs> es que es, ya es tradición, o sea, no okay. se puede quitar. Okay, well, he was saying how in his country there's um, like a day where it's like a big festival and you eat like the basic, like traditional Peruvian foods and there's like music and you sing and dance. So it's just like a day of celebration. And he says that you can go to work, but it's optional and most people decide not to. Mm -hmm. And he says he doesn't know why it started. It just started a long time ago, and it it's mm -hmm. just continued. Yeah. Yeah. Algo más? Uh, no. No? Okay. Well, that's what he said about Peru. And um, in Mexico, uh, well, I'm Mexican, and some things I love, like my favorite things I love about my culture is the food. I, I think we have, like, the best food, and I might be biased, but <laughs> it's just so delicious. I would agree. Mexican food is fabulous. Thank you. So along with that, though, you know, we have all these wonderful things we celebrate, but what are some things you wish people understood or knew about your culture? I think that, that like, there's so many stigmas of being Hispanic, and, like, I feel like people, I wish people would know that there's, like, that you should get to know people's stories, because the most common one is that, like, Hispanics come here illegally. Most Hispanics don't come here illegally, and if they do, they're just wanting help. And I feel like people should be more open-minded instead of closed-minded and shut us out, you know? Uh, for my country, um, well, I know. I don't know. I really don't know because... ¿Qué te gustaría que la gente supiera de tu cultura? Um, no es una cultura muy conocida, so... I don't know. We have the best food in, <laughs> in all Latin, Sur America. 
We're, we're going to have to see that because I think we have the best food. I think we have a rival in Central America. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. So are you guys interested in any Hispanic or Latino books or podcasts or TikToks or anything? Are there any influencers that you guys follow um, that you use to connect with your heritage? No. None. Me neither. I think that like influencers or not really. I I can I go to my country often. So I feel like I get to see it in person. So I don't really need to keep in contact. Maybe he misses his country, maybe talks to a friend or something. <laughs> okay. Not really. Do you wish there were more options available? Like ways to connect with your culture through social media? Mm-mm. No. I don't think so. Me neither. Right. So why do you think it's important for the community to focus in celebrating different cultures? And that can be the community of the school, or of um, Loveland, or Northern Colorado, or the U.S. in general. Puedes traducir esto. Por la mayoría de los países que están que no están en Estados Unidos, se les suele llamar a los Estados Unidos el país de los inmigrantes. ¿Por qué? Porque todo el mundo quiere estar ahí. Entonces, si es que pensamos de esa manera, es como que todo, es como que Estados Unidos, la raza americana, es una combinación de muchas culturas. Uh-huh. Y creo que es importante celebrar cada cultura diferente, porque todos somos una parte de eso, de uh-huh. Estados Unidos. Okay, so he's saying that he, that as, uh, speaking as a representative of a country outside of the United States, that everybody, like, all of the outside countries see America as, like, well, the United States, as the land of the immigrants. So everybody wants to come here to find better opportunities and to, like... Um, he says it's a combination of a bunch of different cultures and it's important to celebrate um, all of us equally. Okay. All right. So in the community of Loveland and the high school, what kind of things could the community do to help students? In which way? Like to support students. And that can either be just students in general or Latino, Latina students. Um, Well, personally, I would like to see more involvement of um, native, um, like, speakers into the school. So, I mean, it's, it's obviously great to have teachers here that make an effort and try to teach us Spanish and to try to allow us to extend our knowledge. But sometimes we kind of need like a tutor that or like a teacher, mentor that can speak it as like naturally as us. Because it's hard when you're when you're here, right? And you are uh Spanish and English speaking and it's hard to balance both languages sometimes, and I've seen it a lot of times that sometimes you lose your Spanish, and it would be amazing to have like a maybe a Hispanic teacher that would just like encourage us and more like better understand us because sometimes it's easier to say thoughts in Spanish and it just comes out, or or sometimes you forget a word in Spanish or in English and you say it in the other language and people don't understand you, and um, it would be easier if. A teacher that is familiar with both languages, like natively, than someone that's like it's their second language. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Oh no. 
Okay. Are there ways that you think the community can help support students? Well, this community, this club, I mean. Um, so the community, like either the community at school. In general. Or in Loveland. Mm, well, there are a lot of stores. Um, specifically, I think it's um, Mexican stores that you can speak Spanish. So you can you can um, speak library free. So, yeah. Since it seemed like neither of you watch things or listen to things that are connected to your cultures, mm -hmm. but what do you like to watch or listen to? Anything at all, just for fun or just in your free time? Well, I... Well, I watch, like, shows, right? But there's, like, one show in Spanish that it's, like, Como Dice el Dicho, La Rosa de Guadalupe. Okay. I watch that, and it's, like, it keeps my Spanish well. And not only that, like, it's drama. And it's Hispanic drama, so it's, like, very dramatic, and it's really entertaining. And I like that. I didn't see a, like, I didn't see things like you, you say, so... You don't watch shows? No. You don't watch TV? Well, yeah. What, what do you watch? Sometimes. I prefer use Netflix, so... Netflix? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what do you watch on Netflix? Uh, cartoons. Okay. Um, some movies of... Action movies. Um, not much, so... I didn't know. And do you use any social media? Like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any of those? Sometimes. I use Facebook, but not much. I prefer use uh, Instagram. But yeah, just that. Good. And um, for me, I use Facebook a lot um, to communicate with my mom, who lives in another country. She's um, in Wales, which is near England in the UK. And so that's a way that I communicate with my family when they're far away. What about you guys? How do you keep in touch? Um, I I personally use WhatsApp, and it just makes it easier to to like be able to translate the number from American to Mexico, and it's just easier to keep in contact with my cousins or my my family over there. Um, I prefer use Discord and WhatsApp because Discord is more important for my friends because we usually play games when I when we. Um, call. Mm -hmm. when, when they call or are on, over the phone. Yep. Uh, WhatsApp is more for um, bread, friends, and family. Yeah, just that. And I also wanted to circle back to food because <laughs> <laughs> that was an important topic. Yeah. So I wanted to know, do you have favorite dishes or things that you like to make or eat? If there were, you know, one or two things that you're just like, this is the best and <laughs> yeah. can't find it anywhere else or no one makes it this way. I'll let you go first because I don't know much about Peruvian dishes. From my country or for the United States? No, from your country. Oh, well, I think uh, my preferred food for Peru is lomo saltado. It's a food that contains... And rice, meat, but steak, some vegetable, vegetables, and fries. The fries are good. Are good. <laughs> um, my second best 
platillo. Mm-hmm. Dishes. Dishes. Uh, is ceviche. It's so famous. So it's like a tilapia with um, a salsa, so, sauce, sauce, a special sauce. Well, there are many things. I don't know how to make what that. Is your, what is your what is your ceviche like? Is it like because um, ours in Mexico, it's mm-hmm. like uh, you can do it with tilapia, mm-hmm. or you can do it with shrimp, and you just cut it all up, and then with uh, tomato and onion, and then a lot of lime. Do you guys use? We don't use onion or tomato. We just put the tilapia, the onion, and the sour. The, the sour? Like the sour what? La salsa? Oh, the, the, he says the sauce is sour. Oh, yeah. Lemon. Lemon. Um, I think another thing, but I don't remember. Well, that sounds very good. Oh. And um, from, my, from my country, um, I like... Uh, tamales, but I feel like you really have to know how to make them. And hopefully, my mom doesn't hear this, but my grandma's tamales are way better than hers, <laughs> and they're my favorite. Like nobody can talk my grandma's tamales. There's definitely something about grandma's food. Yeah, no matter where we're from. Mm-hmm. What type of food do you enjoy from your grandma? Or um, so I have some good memories of my grandma making jam. Um, so we would like go out to my uncle's farm and pick plums off the tree and carry them home and cook them down into a syrup and make homemade jam. Yeah. Did she pass down the recipe to you? Um, I'm sure I have it somewhere, but I do not have the time. <laughs> so I'm curious, what is one thing you would really want uh, students who are not from the Latino, Latina culture to know about you? Like, if you could tell them anything, what would you want them to know? <laughs> Go ahead, please. <laughs> I don't know. Can you repeat the question, please? Sure. What would you like non-Latino students to know about you? So, it's like a thing that the Latinos didn't know about me. Well, I think you know, but I'm so nervous right now. Uh, every time. Um, well, I usually... I'm responsible with my homeworks. I don't know, but I think I am good a student. So, um, anything else? I think I don't know. Just I'm normal in the sense, like a good student. So, in, in the sense, um, I'm gonna take that a step further and say, as a as a whole, oh. I like him. I'm very proud of him and to, I'm very grateful to meet you. And something that I would really wish non-Hispanic people would know or do is to just be patient with people that are learning English and not make fun of the accents. Um, because, I mean, they're trying. Like, we all are trying. That's wonderful. Yeah, I would wish the same for my students. As an English language development teacher, I've had students from, like, 42 different countries who speak 38 different languages, and I would wish the same for them. Is there anything like that we didn't cover? Um, well, do you, you want to just kind of share out you, your thoughts? Do you want to talk about the difference in cultures? So how? Like, la diferencia de las, de las culturas como uh, México y Perú. I think that would be amazing. Like, there's, there's a lot of differences. Like, uh, como las palabras... Como ustedes dicen cosas, like, slang. ¿Sí sabes qué es slang? No. Como, como, ay, qué chido. Las jergas. ¿Las qué? Jergas. 
you see like there's a lot of differences in like slang and phrases phrases mm. so yeah like what que es algo que oh how do you say straw in your country straw yeah i don't know what? like si sabes que es un straw no okay so straw is like what you drink um soda out of tomar no like because i don't want to tell them what my country says <laughs> because so it's like the long plastic thing you put in a drink and you have to drink from that how do you say that in your country pajilla how popote popote that's how we say it in ours but some people say it really odd okay so when you when you have a friend you can say in my in my country mi causa mi pata my batteria i mean mi batteria <laughs> Um, things like that. Um, another thing that you can say is, we usually say "pe" when we finish a a, a statement, like "Cómo estás, amigo?" "Pe." Really? Yeah, it's weird, but we usually <laughs> do that. So, um, another thing is, I think I forgot some uh, slug, slug, slang, slangs. Because what well, time that that I'm not in my country, so yeah. I think I forgot. You forgot, yeah. Um, in my country, we say like "que onda," which is like "what's what's happening," "what's up," and it's like, but like that's like is. Tú ustedes dicen "que onda." Chévere. 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 They say "chévere," and we say "que onda," <laughs> so it's like yeah. There's a lot of other differences, but we can't think of them right now mm -hmm. and do you guys use different words for things like chamada or chiquita yeah yeah which one would you say to no like que dirías para decir un abrigo chaqueta yeah. casaca and we would say chamarra can you think of anything else Scott? well i was thinking about my history class well Uh, if I remember, um, in Central America, there are Mayas, right? My what? The, los Mayas. In mm -hmm. el pasado, in the past. Okay. So, like... Okay, yeah, yeah. Ustedes, in Central America, prevalecieron ustedes los Mayas. Mm -hmm. En cambio, en Latinoamérica, sería Malos Incas. Mm -hmm. ¿Por qué digo esto? Es porque, básicamente, lo, no estoy muy seguro aparte de los Mayas, porque creo que es una cultura, pero en los Incas okay. es como que es, fueron los antecesores antes de que vinieran los españoles. Y esta es la razón por la que la cual nosotros veníamos a hablar este español. Uh -huh. Deriva de ellos. Uh -huh. Si ¿Sí puedes decir esto para que ellos entiendan un poco cómo es que nosotros tenemos este lenguaje. Okay. So, he wants us to uh, he wants to talk about how um, he in his history class he was learning about how um, our language came to be and he was saying how in uh, Central America it was the Incas and the Mayans and then that they broke off. Wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's in South America, just the Mayas. No, I mean the Incas. The Central America is just the Incas. No, Mayas. Mayas. In Central America is just the Mayas. And the another is and for uh, Incas. Okay, and then the the what? Uh, Incas. The Incas, but mm -hmm. that's in the where? Oh, in la parte baja. Central America. No, oh. más abajo. ¿Qué es eso? South America. South America. South America. Okay, so South America, it was the Inca, mm -hmm. and he wants us—he wants me to say that there was like a, we had a different language before uh, the Spaniards came, and we got our language from adapting to theirs, which is why we don't speak it with their accent, and we kind of adapted it to ours. Mm -hmm. uh, no. 
Definitely. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of Mayan languages that are still around and being used in Guatemala. So I've had Guatemalan students who are indigenous and they've spoken languages like Quiche, Chalchiteco, Aguacateco, and then students who are from southern Mexico, um, like south of Oaxaca, mm-hmm. um, have spoken languages like Nahuatl and Mixteco, and things where it really is based on those ancient languages. Yeah. And like, there's a word we use every day, avocado, that actually mm-hmm. is aguacate, that comes from um, Nahuatl, which is related. Wow. Wow. Something interesting about me, my name is actually Aztec, and it's Citlali, which a lot of people can't pronounce, but Hispanics can. Yes. But yeah. Wonderful. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. And Scott, your name always interests me because you said that your name is like not unique in Peru. Nope. It's a mark, like una marca de papel higiénico. De papel qué? Higiénico. Mi nombre es Sam Oh. It's his... No, no, no. Uh, okay, uh, for my story, um, okay, um, times ago when I didn't war, born, I mean, my parents want to travel to the United States, so they take a American name to give me for the future. So now I'm complete the promise. So, yeah. That's, That's a very good. amazing story about your name. <laughs> it is. Thanks. Yeah, and I think it's very interesting the way your names are so very different, celebrating different um, aspects of culture. Love it. <laughs> All right, Daniel, anything else we want to add in? No, that that was wonderful. I just want to thank you all again for being on this podcast that's going to come out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I really appreciate exciting. you being willing to talk about some of these topics with us and uh, being here. So yeah, thank you again. I really appreciate both you guys and Grace. Thank you so much for your help in engineering all this. And hopefully we can maybe do this again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I can... Uh... Scott's like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, come on. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. We can always think of something else. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to the host, Daniel Tate, at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.